Welcome to the Reinventing Mama podcast, where motherhood is celebrated, dreams are designed, joy is prioritized, and reinvention is possible. I'm your host, Shelly Kupak, former lawyer, corporate executive turned IVF mama, life coach, and living proof that reinvention is absolutely possible. Join me each week as I share my tools, stories, and inspiration to dumpstart your own journey to reinvention. Let's dive in. Hi, beautiful mamas. Welcome to episode five of the Reinventing Mama podcast. So happy you are here. How are you? Um, We have had a great week. It is finally summer here in Ohio. We went from like 65s to, to high 80s. So happy summer is here. Happy to be able to let my son play with his water table and just all the fun activities we have planned for summer. Um, So today's episode, we are going to dive deep into uncertainty and all of the fear and anxiety that surrounds uncertainty. Now, uh, raise your hand, even though I can't see you, raise your hand if you are a grade A worrier like me. Um, I have always been a worrier. I always joke that it's deep in my DNA passed down by my mom. Hi mom. Um, and let me just tell you the worrying, the anxiety, all the things got so much worse when I had my son, you know, the journey into motherhood was such a crazy ride for us. We had IVF. And on top of that, we miscarried our first transfer that created not only so much guilt, so much worry for any future transfer, but it also created a lot of body dysmorphia. But I'll talk about that in another episode. But when my son finally did get here, my goodness. Now, I know a lot of that has to do with postpartum hormones. I get it but somebody already predisposed to anxiety and worry. I felt like I was, it was amplified by 10 billion percent. So one of the things I want to preface this episode with is that if you are suffering with anxiety, if you've been diagnosed with anxiety, depression, this episode probably isn't for you. This is for somebody who is, you know, functioning at a different level, who doesn't have that diagnosis, but has low, medium-grade anxiety. I'm not a doctor. I never claimed to be. Um, But if you feel like you're suffering, it's not getting any better, please get help. Go see your doctor. Go see a therapist, somebody that can help you work through that because it's possible you may need medication, but I can't tell you that. Um, My goal for this episode is to talk to you about uncertainty and the ways that I have managed my own worry, my own anxiety around motherhood and all the other things in my life um, with the tips and tricks that I'm going to give you today. So I just wanted to preface you um, with that and just say that if you're struggling, know that it's okay and that you have resources to get the assistance that you need. So please make sure you put yourself first in that regard um, and that you get what you need from either somebody in the medical field and so on. So let's talk about uncertainty for a minute. Um, Uncertainty really is 
the unknown, right? We know that. We know, we could be certain, uh, we know what uncertainty really is. So what is it about uncertainty that gives us so much fear, so much anxiety? When I heard this definition or this, this way of thinking about uncertainty, it truly blew my mind. When you are uncertain about something, you're not supposed to know, whether it's you're not supposed to know the answer, whether it's you're not supposed to know the outcome, you're not supposed to know what's coming next. But your brain doesn't like that. <laughs> Let's be honest. And that's where the fear and uncertain or the fear and anxiety comes in. Your brain is like, why don't we know? Why can't we anticipate what's coming? Why? And when our brain does that, it causes us to blame ourselves for not being able to figure it out. So that creates the fear and the anxiety because we don't know what's on the other side of that. But we were never supposed to know. Ever. Ever. There was never supposed to be a clear answer until it actually happened. So let me show, let me share with you a few things that I worry about. So number one is my son. I think that's a given. Um, raising a human being is full of uncertainty, um, not only from the side of motherhood, having never done it before, and two, this person who is trying to figure out who they want to be, who they're becoming, and learning at a, at a rate of amazing proportions. Motherhood was never supposed to be something that I was certain about. There may be things that I can teach him that I'm certain about, but how he's going to take that, how he's going to interpret that, and how he's going to develop on his own, absolutely zero certainty there. Another person I worry about is my husband. Um, you know, when you love somebody, you want them to be safe and taken care of and so on. And for whatever reason, I still worry when he's out driving at night or if he has to leave for an early flight in the morning, I still worry. I'm like, just text me when you get there. Let me know you're okay. You know, and my mom does that with me too. Anytime, you know, we're going somewhere or she's like, Hey, just, just shoot me a text. Let me know you're there. Okay. I think that's normal. I really do think that's normal. That's normal worry. But when does the worry and the fear over what is uncertain cause a much, much bigger problem. So I'm going to share a story from when my son was just starting to eat. For whatever reason, I don't know where this came from, at least for me. I have had this horrible fear of choking and I can't even pinpoint when it started, but it's, it's not even me choking. It's other people choking. So you could be a stranger, you could cough in a restaurant and I'm whipping my head around to see if you're dying. No joke. Like it's, it's instinctual for me and I don't know where it came from. Nobody in my life has ever choked on anything that I remember. But anyway, I'm, I'm here with this fear. So when my son was learning how you're, you're starting to eat solid foods, my anxiety, my worry and fear just amplified. I was like, there's no way he's not going to choke. I was like, I don't even know how to serve him food without him choking. 
it got so bad that, I mean, we obviously started with purees because that made the most sense to me. I really wanted to uh, baby led, led weaning, but I knew personally, like I could not stomach the idea of him eating solid foods without any teeth or like, it just was a crazy concept for me. And I just could not wrap my head around it without the fear of him choking. But as he started to get older and would have been ready for more solid foods that would require chewing and all the things, I was terrified, absolutely terrified. The uncertainty of whether he would choke or not consumed every single meal. I absolutely dreaded feeding him every single day. And there were times where I told my husband, I have to walk away. I literally can't sit here and watch him die. That was like worst case scenario. My son was gone from choking. Like I, I'm not, it was so real. I look back and I think, man, that was a really crazy time. But in the moment, it was so incredibly real. But here's what the problem, here's the problem, right? Because of this fear, because I wasn't sure what was going to happen when he ate, I would cut his food up teeny, 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 weeny, tiny. So what happens when you do that, right? He's eating. He doesn't even have to chew because I practically pre-chewed it for him. And so what does he do? He swallows it and he gags. I mean, my anxiety went through the freaking roof. Not even kidding. And over time, I realized that as we were starting to introduce him to a bit harder food that would require some chewing and other people were starting to give him food, specifically daycare, I realized that I had been holding him back from a core thing that he needed to learn, which was chewing, because I wasn't feeding him the proper sizes of food so that he could actually learn. I remember telling daycare, I was like, he is not a great chewer, but whose fault was that? Well, I'm raising my hand right now, mom, because it was mine and I knew it was mine because of the fear I had that he was going to choke. The uncertainty of what was going to happen when he put food in his mouth. It took me a long time and it took me a lot of deep work on myself to take a step back and say, Shelly, you have got to let him eat. You have got to let him figure this out and you have got to let him learn. It was a huge wake up call for me. And when I had that wake up call, when I realized that I am not supposed to know if he is going to choke after every single meal, I am not going to know that until he takes a bite, until he chews it and until he swallows it. The only thing that I can control is the size of the food that he is given and to try to slow him down so he doesn't pack his mouth full like a chipmunk, right? But other than that, I have to let him pick up his food, put it in his mouth, learn to chew like a human being <laughs> and go from there. If I continue to feed him almost pureed food for the rest of his life, he would never learn how to chew. I had to let go 
of my worry and fear around the uncertainty of his eating so that he could move forward. It's hard to be out of control when it comes to things that we don't know about. But it's because our brains are saying, hey, hey, wait a minute, we should be able to figure this out. We should be able to anticipate exactly what's going to happen. We should be able to predict in the future exactly what's going to happen to us so that we don't have to approach the unknown with fear and anxiety. But we were never supposed to know. And what that's supposed to do for you is give you some relief. You can tell your brain, brain, listen, I don't know what's going to happen. All I can do is control the now, the present moment. I can let my mind spin and go crazy wondering about what that worst case scenario is that may very well never happen. Or I can stay in the present moment I can show my son how to chew his food. I can serve him portions that make sense for his age and let him try and be confident that if he were to choke, I have the tools and the resources to help him. I think that's also a lot of, it's like we don't know how to prepare for the uncertainty. So we think, well, if we... If we invest in the worry, we're doing the right thing. We're showing that we care. But to what end? You know, what happens when your brain starts to spin and worry? How much has that held you back in your life from doing the things that you really want to do, but you're not sure what the outcome is? You know, let's flip this on its head and talk about money or talk about work or talk about a job. You know, what... How much has uncertainty about your future, about the work that you're doing, held you back? You know, when you change or when you have the desire to change jobs or to go out on your own as an entrepreneur, how long have you wanted to do that but have been afraid that you'll never get paid, you'll never have success, or you'll never be like this person? How much has uncertainty stopped you from living your dreams? I really want you to think about that because when we let uncertainty win, when we let the worst case scenario win, we don't get what we want. We don't find the joy that we want in our life and we don't build the life that we want enough. I know for me, I had to throw up that white flag. I had to say, Shelly, this is enough. You, number one, you can't keep doing this to yourself. Because it's hurting you, not only mentally, but it's hurting you physically. Like I said, I dreaded, I absolutely dreaded feeding my son. And that should be a time in a place, especially when he's at daycare, dinner time should be such an important moment for our family. All of us sitting around the table, enjoying a meal together. It should not be filled with fear and anxiety. And now... When I look at my son and I watch him eat, that we can do that together at the dinner table, I'm so much more calm because I can say, Sterling, chew your food. And I can watch him. I can be present for him. And I can know that there are two adults sitting at the table with him 
that will jump to action in a heartbeat to save him. If, if something happens, that the worst case scenario doesn't always have to be that he's dead. The worst case scenario could be he gagged on something or there could be no worst case scenario. But I want you really to look at your life as a whole and figure out where fear and anxiety are showing up and what those sources of that are. If it's stemming around an unknown, the uncertainty of where you're headed in life, where you want to be for your job, how you get, you know, the uncertainty of whether you're ever going to get back home to be, to spend more time with your kids, figure out what those triggers are and make a move to change. Reminding yourself that you were never supposed to be certain about what you were worrying about and that what's the next step that you can take right now to move yourself forward in a direction where you're not worried. I was just talking to a friend about this yesterday um, about at work and saying he was, he was so concerned about what was going to happen Um, His uncle had just passed away and so worried about the probate case and all of the things. And I said to him, I'm like, what do you, what can you do right now that gets you back into control? You know, you're worrying six months to a year from now. What puts you back in the present? What can you do to move that process forward? Just one step. And he knew, and he knew what it was. And he could take a deep breath and say, hey, I've got this. I've got this under control. I don't need to project out this far. I can wheel myself back in, bring myself back to present and say, what can I control right now? So when you start to feel anxiety and fear kicking in, hey, watch for where it manifests in your body because that's really telling. That's how you start to gain the awareness of where your brain is going. When you start to feel that, take a step back. Is your brain spinning out of control? If it is, I always like to joke, look at your, pretend you're looking at yourself in the mirror and slap yourself. Give yourself that wake up call of saying, hold on a second. What can I do right now that moves me in a direction that I can take, that I can control, and I know those next steps? And remind yourself that, The uncertainty of where your brain is going is okay and it's normal, but that you are not supposed to know what's going to happen. All you can do is take one step forward with the next thing that you have to do to move yourself in that direction. Apply this in any phase of your life. It's so important to start to recognize the triggers that cause your fear and anxiety. And when you find yourself spinning out of control in the worst case scenario, I want you just to take a step back, take a deep breath and say, I can handle this. There's nothing that has been thrown at me that I can't handle. And you know how I know that? You know how I know that I've managed to handle every single dinner eating session I've had with my son? Because he's here. He's still here. I've kept this human alive. I have a hundred percent track record of keeping him alive. And I have a hundred percent track record of getting through any 
thing that I have been uncertain about in my entire life because I'm still here and I'm still moving forward. So mama, the next time you feel that way, just take a step back, figure out where the cause is coming from and take the next best step forward. I know you've got this. And as a class A warrior and as somebody impatient as I'll get out, I know that this process isn't easy and it's not going to happen overnight. So the first step is just starting to pay attention to where you are at right now and reminding yourself daily that it's okay that you don't know, that you're not supposed to know, that you were never supposed to know what was coming next, but you can still figure it out. I hope you have a beautiful week and really embrace the sunshine that we're having. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Mama podcast. Want to start taking the first steps to your own reinvention? Then check out my free course, Five Days to Self-Love. I'll teach you all the tools that you need to create a loving relationship with the most important person in your life yourself. Grab the course at mama-bydesign.com forward slash love. Mama, M-A-M-A hyphen bydesign.com forward slash love. It's time you became your own best friend.